You're listening to DraftKings Network. Charlotte, what's up, man? Where are you? Uh, where does it look like I am? I mean, I was left behind in Vegas. That's, you're not in Vegas. Dude. Those aren't real sunglasses. That's not really the Thomas and Mac behind you. Mm, Where are you? You can't prove it. How can you prove it? First of all, the way you move in the sunglasses struggle to keep up with you. Uh, also, above your left shoulder, there's two people who have just frozen in time, decided to stop walking like they froze all motor functions in Westworld. Yeah, I say they're doing a bit. They're helping me out. I mean, come on. I'm hungover in Vegas. What does it look like? Also, Where are you? Also, if you were in Vegas, you'd be by the sphere. Uh, I'm, I'm in Miami. You were supposed to be in studio here. We're supposed to be, this is our first week doing the show in studio. And I don't even know why I'm sitting down. I'm in studio. I don't need a chair. I got all this. Look at me now. Look at me, world. Wow, it's wow, alcohol. Wow. This is the inaugural in-studio edition right here in Miami. Look at all of the budget we spent on beautiful woodwork behind me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have this show right here with the one and only Charlotte Wilder. Charlotte, you are in Vegas, allegedly. The multiverse has not let you go yet. I mean, I'm on Zoom, I mean, and I just figured right. out, I think that I'm the only person in 2023 who only just figured out that Zoom has these fun glasses. Look, I can also, I can see you in 3D if yeah. I want. Mm -hmm. I mean, the world, I can rob the Bellagio. The world is my oyster. The pandemic happened three years ago, ladies and gentlemen. We got a great show for you today. Charlotte and I, we had a conversation with Tracy McGrady when we were out in Vegas that conversation will be played for you in its entirety right here also we play a completely ridiculous game that i don't like nor understand it's called bold or spicy charlotte do you want to explain what that game is nah, I mean, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it later don't yeah. worry about it let's talk about a couple of things that happened in the last ooh, i don't know 48 hours or whenever however long it's been since you and i last talked for one joel Embiid dropping hints all over the internet's Charlotte, what you got for us? All right. So Joel Embiid said, I think two days, well, the time doesn't matter recently. No. Yes, there you he go. said, I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes. He said this with, uh, oh, on Thursday at the Uninterrupted Sports Film Festival with Maverick Carter. He said, I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or anywhere else. I just want to have a chance to accomplish that. I want to see what it feels like to win the first one. And then you can think about the next one. It's not easy, but it takes more than one or two, three guys. You got to have good people around you. You know, it's funny. I got it. An email yesterday from one of the uh, sports books that shall remain nameless because this is a DraftKings property. And on the email, I got the odds of Joel Embiid ending up anywhere other than Philadelphia. And currently, I believe the Knicks are leading with two to one odds. And I remember being so confused. I said, wait a second. Did something happen with Joel Embiid? Why are we doing Joel Embiid ending up on different teams talk right now out of the blue? I thought it was James Harden trade talk season. But uh, a lack and alas, I guess we are in the Embiid trade zone as well. Charlotte, did Daryl Morey have anything to say? Morey said that it's clear that James Harden prefers to, quote, be somewhere else. And then he said, if we don't get either a very good player or something we can turn into a very good player, then we're just not going to do it. If James were to turn his mind around, we would all be thrilled. You've heard 
Embiid's comments about this, but at this moment, he prefers to be traded, and we are attempting to honor that. I'm also like, I don't know. Harden didn't seem to help you guys too much when you actually had him, so maybe just... Maybe just try something else, guys. What I don't know. I mean, what do you think about that whole I'm, thing? I'm real interested to see how the stillman ends up. We know James Harden is a guy who's not afraid to mess everything up in, in order to get what he wants, which is a departure from where he's at. We saw what he did in Houston. We saw what he did in Brooklyn. I have no doubt that he'll do the same thing in Philadelphia. And, you know, that's – by the way, that was all kind of part and parcel of the plan. When he signed for below market value last summer with an opt-out after one – he did that with the purpose of kind of giving the team more flexibility, yes, in order to sign a P.J. Tucker, sign a Daniel House, uh, DeAnthony Melton, et cetera, but also as part of an escape plan. And here he is, given it didn't work, and I guess he's not comfortable playing the way he played in Philadelphia last year. He's trying to execute said escape plan. He's trying to get to the Clippers. The funny thing is nobody's talking about this story because everybody, and I mean everybody, is talking about Damian Lillard. And so we're all kind of waiting for Daryl and James Harden to figure out what they're going to do. But meanwhile, elsewhere, Bruce Bowen of the Denver Nuggets talking about trying to go shot for shot with one Nikola Jokic. Take a listen right here. He had me drinking some Serbian whiskey. We was taking shots. So my goal all night was to get him drunk. Yeah. Right? And he just flipped the script. How long could you last, or what would you last longer at? Shots with Nikola Jokic or shots with Nikola Jokic? Eastern Europeans are built different. I took Russian history, not to get too esoteric on you guys, I took Russian history in college, and our professor, who wasn't even Russian, invited us all over to his house to do shots and eat pickles. And I think that might have been the drunkest I ever was in college. So, like, I'm not trying to do that. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe you could go toe-to-toe with him, I mean, but he is a big dude. Yeah, I don't think I'd last that much longer on the court. But in a bar situation, I like my odds. Charlotte just gave us a little exposition on her background. Nobody cares, Charlotte. But Tracy McGrady will give us some exposition on his background and what he's up to nowadays right here on Oddball when we come back. It's another game that I don't understand, but I'm forced to play. It's called Bold or Spicy, and I guess some of these takes are bold and no, some no, are no, 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 we're, we're doing it differently. This is, I, I, almost, I forget, I don't even remember how we were doing it before, so this is how we're going to do it for okay. this one. We're going to rank these bold. The, the red is allegedly spicy, the blue is bold, and we're going to rank them on a scale from 1 to 10 in terms of how hot they are, like how spicy, like how like, much is this going to burn your mouth? Like a Scoville meter, meter, yeah. whatever, little, whatever it's called? Chill out. Big words. Okay. okay. That's a good point. Um, we're going to do right. what you choose. Uh, let's The one that's in front of me. Okay. That's spicy? Okay. All right. Dylan Brooks is worth the new contract. If you didn't see Dylan Brooks' four-year deal, $80 plus million, I believe it was $83 million. Mm-hmm. His incentives, there's all sorts of stuff in there. Is he worth the new contract? How, how spicy is how that How spicy take? is that take? Uh, From one to ten. I give it a three. Okay. I don't think it's that spicy. And why? Here's why. Because... He's making, in essence, around $16, maybe $17 million a year. Mm-hmm. Right now, that sounds like a lot, but the mid-level exception is $12 million right now. In a couple of years, we're going to get a new TV deal. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a lot more money coming in. We already have the NBA Cup that's yep. coming next year. They're going to sell TV rights for that. So the cap is going to keep going up uh, significantly. 
his contract will be, you know, look more and more in line with an average or slightly above average contract, I think. Not wow, that, that was a great that was a great answer. It's adjusted for inflation is uh, what's going on. Yeah, I mean it's amazing when we actually have basketball conversations on the show. I know, so I just felt it was like a rush. Shenanigans um, of all time. I'm gonna take a bold. Uh huh. Vegas will have an NBA team in less than five years. That's that's like a one. That's I mean, is it? This is. Or do you think it'll take longer than five years? This this is you know what this. What is this? As a spiciness, yeah. you know what this is. What? This is like when some people you put salt on it. Ah, wow! <laughs> How exotic table salt on this. Yeah, I I think <laughs> expansion is inevitable, and I think Vegas, Seattle, mm -hmm. and Mexico City are your front runners for expansion. I sort of feel like it's only Vegas. I feel like there's no way, there's so much money here. And like with, with the NFL coming and the WNBA, the Aces being the so good. The NFL's here. What are you talking about? What, what year I just went back from? to 2018. The I legitimately just went to 2018 in my head talking about sports. Wow. Okay. So the NFL is here. I feel like there's too much money in Vegas for it to go anywhere else, even though I think Seattle should get it first. There's a lot of money in Seattle. I don't know if you've heard of uh, companies like Boeing, um, Google, um, Microsoft. Google's not in Seattle. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do in Seattle. Google's not in Seattle. They do yes, in they Se do. Yes, they do. Okay, so this isn't spicy. Uh, let's right. do another one. Players, coaches, and fans are too harsh on NBA refs. This is... That's paprika. Yeah. This is not spices. Not. This is paprika. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. It's Whatever. like water. P.S. People complain. Yeah. Oh, this Justin. People complain a lot. Yes. Yes. Um, what do you think about NBA refs? I like NBA refs. Do I, you? I think most of them are doing the best job possible. Jokic is going to be fouled harder than ever. See, these are all mixed up, man. What do you think that? This is this is this is light. This isn't spicy. I think so too. He's a great player. He's unstoppable around the rim. Event uh, eventually, guys try to stop him by fouling him hard. I mean, he's a great free throw shooter too, so it's not that great of a strategy. But if you're gonna foul him, you can't. You gotta let him, do it hard. Because the worst, <laughs> so obviously, the, what the worst play possible is yeah. always. It's not when you let a guy, you just let him lay it up. Like, I'd rather you just let him lay it up than you come in with a terrible foul, mm -hmm. and now he laid it up and hit, hits a free throw along with it. So this is, uh, what's what's less spicy than water? Milk. Milk. There you go. This is milk. It's milk. All right. All right one, one more. One. After 20 games this season, there will be two teams with fewer than three losses in the NBA. I think that... I think this might be the most middle of the road. You know, you know what I was thinking about? What? It'll be nice when we do this bit like two months into the season and yeah. we have little like chilies at the yeah. bottom. <laughs> and it's like, this is like, yeah. I think that's a, I say that's a seven. I would give us a five. A five? You, you, you think that's fairly likely that there are going to be two teams that are going to be 17 and three? No, but I think better? my Scoville scale is all messed up from yes. playing this game. Yeah. Because we went from milk so from yeah. milk to five, from milk to a seven, this is a five. From one to ten, it's a seven. We're on the same page. This is this is medium spicy. What the hell are you talking about? Look, I have no idea. We're all just doing our best, okay? Are we? Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? 
Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight, you might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. For the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. You guys think the Timberwolves can beat the Nuggets? Anthony Edwards is plus 1,300 to win finals MVP. Wow, that's putting the cart before the horse. And if your team isn't in the playoffs, you can wager on who's going to win in the draft lottery on May 12th. And if you're new to DraftKings, you've got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code ODDBALL. That's code O-D-D-B-A-L-L for new customers to get 150 smackaroos in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Oddball, Charlotte Wilder, Amino Hassan, joined by a very special guest. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a seven-time uh, All-Star, seven-time All-NBA. His name Tracy McGrady. I worked with this guy for years over at ESPN. And now you are the owner of the Ones Basketball League. Last year was the first season. This year we're, got, we're getting a, a documentary, a four-part Showtime documentary series, Bonded by Ball, Inside the OBL. It's about that inaugural season yeah. last year. Tracy, what was you were a great one-on-one player? I was alright. We're gonna get to that in a second. What makes a great one-on-one player in this league? Um, I think, other than your skill set, which is very important, yeah, uh, it's your mentality, right? I mean, you, you you're not on an island, and behind you you have a seven-foot right. shot blocker back there, or to your left you got a uh, a teammate, to your right you have a yeah. teammate. You don't have that. You're on an island by yourself, so. Um, let's say we play into a game of seven. You are a very shifty type guy and you have a, the ball on the string. You're good with your handles and I'm guarding you. 
and you make a crazy move and drop me on point one. Right. We still got six more points to go. Crowd has swayed to your side. Mm. Like, I got to be mentally wired differently yeah. to stand in front of you again for these next six points. So I think this is mentality that you got to have to play one-on-one -on -one basketball. You got to be built differently. And I can honestly say this. You know, I've played against some guys in my NBA career, and I'm talking about all-stars. And I've seen some guys that, you know, were shaking in their boots. Who is the toughest guy you had to play one-on-one? -on -one? I see the question. I mean, God <laughs> rest him, you know, the dead, my, my brother Kobe. Yeah. You know, he's the fear, most fierce competitor that I think we all have seen come through this league other than MJ. You had a great story of you and Kobe going at it down in Orlando where you were hurt. And he knew it, <laughs> and so he started to exploit that to his advantage. That's what he, yeah. Well, he was he was a student of the game, man, and, and he, you know, uh, was like, you know, a, a lion. He's going for that weakness. Mm -hmm. He smells any type of weakness. That's what he's going to try to exploit. Uh, didn't work. I had 38 that game. <laughs> I had 38 that game because, you know, I had back problems. Right. And I managed, you know, throughout my career to play uh, with a herniated disc in my back before I eventually had surgery mm -hmm. after my career. But, um, yeah, he, he, he tried it. <laughs> so, Charlotte, yes. I got to explain something to you about Tracy because Tracy is the most humble but also proud superstar i think i've ever been around <laughs> because you'll say things that are like you're like oh you know i was all right or whatever but then he'll say things like oh man like yeah, i got 38 on or whatever so with the herniated death let me give you let me give you a great example yeah tracy all the year he was eligible for the hall of fame mm -hmm. the whole year we're all telling him you're gonna be a hall of famer he's like no no not me not me what no so finally <laughs> it happens and he's all—he's still shocked and surprised. Yeah. Now watch this. We threw him a, a surprise party yeah. in Houston mm -hmm. for his uh, for this announcement, yeah. right? His wife brings him to the hotel uh, and tells him that they're going to a Lauryn Hill concert, and he believed it. You, but why did you believe you were going to a Lauryn Hill concert? Because I know my wife knows how much I love Lauryn Hill. She loves Lauryn Hill, and I was excited about that. I wasn't even thinking about no party of anything. Matter of fact, I just had foot surgery, right? right. So I'm not thinking she's going to throw a freaking party. I got this boot on. You know, I'm going to be chilling in a, a suite or something watching Lauryn Hill. Lo and behold, I walk out to the pool deck and I see all these people. I'm like, I see familiar faces. Like, man, what's going on? And I was like, oh. So she, yeah, it it, it was phenomenal. Um, you know, I was it was so uh, I was so proud to see you know a lot of familiar faces and, and people that I work with. It was your whole um, basketball yeah, it was, life. It was whole my whole basketball life. But was any part of you a little bummed that it wasn't a Lauren Hill concert? No, I, I had forgot all about the concert. At that. No, for real, because, yeah. I mean, these, these folks took their time out of their schedule and flew to Houston to yeah. come and, and celebrate this, and that was so much love, man. Why didn't you ever believe us when we told you you're going to be a Hall of Fame? It, it's just something I never thought I would be, bro. <laughs> Honestly. Well, how did it feel once it happened? Oh, that, to me, because, you know, we played a game to win championships, right? Um I was never fortunate enough to be on the championship team. And when that happened for me, because I, I went through a dark time in my career. Uh, when I went from being a top player in this league to, you know, not being celebrated because of the knee surgery mm -hmm. that I had, that was devastating for me. It was hard for me to get over that. Um, so there were some dark days, some dark times. 
And, you know, I was questioning, why me? Why me, God? Why are you doing this to me mm -hmm. right at this time? Because we just got run our test to our team. And oh, this is what Houston, I felt yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, in Houston, this is where I felt like, oh, we about to compete for a championship. Right. This is what I've been waiting on. I can't compete. Ugh. I'm not the same guy. Like, that was stripped away from me. So I'm, I'm questioning why me. And then when I got nominated for that, like, that was my championship. It was like, ah, oh, okay. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you guys. I see you had something in store for me. How, how did you pull, out, pull yourself out of that dark time? Because you ended up reinventing yourself and becoming yeah. a really good vet kind of role player after being a star man just really having extensive conversation with people that i i trust to you know lend their advice to me right and that's what really got me through and of course you know relying on my faith every single day but it was it was tough it was very challenging because it took me two years before i was even pain free for real yeah two years oh, wow. yeah. i can't imagine that oh it's it tough and it, you know i mean that's what we put our body through and it wasn't it wasn't a it was a challenge within myself to see if i could get back mm -hmm. on an nba team and that's why for my last four years i was just challenging myself to see if i could put in this work mm -hmm. after not being you know the player that i once was my athlete athleticism has just declined tremendously <laughs> i'm not the same player and it's like all right now i gotta work rely on my skills i have skills let's see if you know a team can uh, utilize this. Yeah. You're still 6'9", though, and, <laughs> and shoot the, the, the ever-loving hell out of the ball. I, was, I, I know when I was in Phoenix, I was pushing for us to get you because I felt like we needed someone like that, even where you were in that stage of your career, as a, a big guy who could pass and shoot. Yeah. In our system, yeah. I thought it would have helped a lot. Jeff Teague went on a podcast, mm -hmm. and he talked about when you came to Atlanta, mm -hmm. and you walked in, and in the first practice, they had Teague on the starters and you on the uh, with the second unit mm -hmm. and you, you basically called him a bum and said I can't believe he's starting and, so, then, and then when Adam basically y'all would go at each other after that I was a two guard and a small forward mm -hmm. when did I play point guard why, why would I be mad if Jeff Teague is the point guard that's not my position I right. don't play point guard why would I be mad at him for you know for them being in that position but I get it, you know. New <laughs> podcast, you gotta tell, you gotta tell some stories and sell some stories. So tell the story, T. <laughs> keep, keep telling him. He's a hell of a story storyteller. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm gonna ask you about another story of your nickname, the Big Sleep. Yeah. So that that came when I was in Toronto. Okay. I'm from Florida, mm -hmm. right? I spent one year in North Carolina, uh, my senior year in high school, and then I get drafted to Toronto. I know anything about Toronto but the Blue Jays. So I'm, I'm in this, you know, this place, not knowing nothing about the culture. Mm -hmm. It's freezing cold. <laughs> I don't deal with the cold yeah, like say, that. Man. <laughs> so I'm in the crib. I'm in the house, and I, you know, I, I slept a lot. And when I got to Orlando. You know, I was so accustomed because when you're in the NBA, you have a routine that you're on every single day. And I stuck to my routine. And Bo Outlaw, I used to get on the planes. Before we take off, I'm in my knocked sleep. Out. I'm knocked out. And they wake me up when we land. And he gave me that nickname, Big Sleep. <laughs> I relate to it. I think it's great. I, I think it's a badge crazy? of honor. If you can sleep well, that's amazing. Listen. Yeah. I flew here yesterday from Houston. Flight is about, what, three hours. I was asleep. Until about 10 minutes into the flight, I'm out. 
then move. That's the best feeling. It's a gift. World, man. It's a gift. You really. Can sleep before you even take off. That's oh my the best God. feeling in the world. Yeah. Uh, you talk about being in Orlando. When you got to Orlando, it was supposed to be you, Grant Hill, and Tim Duncan. Then it was you and Grant Hill, and Grant gets hurt, and it's just you. At that point, did you imagine what was going to happen to you? Obviously, you, you came to Orlando for an opportunity to play with two great superstars, and instead you became this one-man show where you led the league in scoring twice. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts going through that, that period when it's like you're the only guy out there, really? Well, um, I relished it, the opportunity, really, because that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, you know, leaving Toronto, coming to a situation where I actually thought I was going to be no bull crap. I thought I was going to be like a Scottie Pippen type dude. See, that, see what I'm saying? You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. No, it's the dichotomy. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to be like a Scottie Pippen type dude. Grant Hill was Grant Hill. Right. You know, and I, I didn't know he wasn't going to be healthy. I thought he's had his surgery and what we was going to be fine. He was going to do some things. Um, but that wasn't the case. And the keys were thrown at it to a, a 20 year old. And it's like, you know, you got to carry us was now. 20, 20 I was 20. No way. I was 20. I was 20. Yeah, Jesus. I, was baby. It was just, I had to adapt quickly of being a man for that team. And I didn't know I had the capabilities of, you know, doing some of the things that I did. I did put in the work, however, um, but I didn't know it was going to be like that. Yeah. But once I got a taste of, you know, uh, you know, who I was as a basketball player, I just started enhancing and sharpening my skill set. And you might remember the greatest dunk contest of all time where Vince Carter did all the crazy stuff. Right? Yes. Tracy was in that dunk contest, yes, and I, I, to this day, Tracy, I say, if Vince hadn't been there, and oh, we just took yeah, your dunks, yeah, yeah, okay. you would have won. Like you, like you had a, a routine that would have won almost any other year. Yeah, but Vince was Vince. Vince was Vince. Vince but you, you yeah. told me you didn't even want to do it. No. Why? Listen, I've been saying this since high school, <laughs> right? Of what right. this 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 guy can do. Um, he had to beg and plead for me to get into this dunk contest. And we were neighbors. We lived in the same building, and we just used to spend a lot of time together playing video games and talking. And he kept bugging me, and I just finally just gave in and said, I'll do it. He right. was persistent enough. You yeah. were like, just All right, I'll go. I'll, yeah, I'll right. go and play second or third. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll let you. Like, come on, man. Like this, this guy is. Uh, he's such a you know, creative dunker. That's yeah. that's who he is. Um, but he's much more than that as a basketball player. But Vince is an incredible in the in the dunking. Matt, you yeah. just came back from coaching AU. <laughs> Do you have to tell the kids that you coach like who you are, what your resume no. is, or do no. they know? Yeah, my kids know. My kids know. I think because of social media, it keeps me relevant. And right. some of the things that are always coming out uh, about me, and I'm always included in it, and those kids send it to me. I can't let you go without asking. You worked with this guy for a long time. Give me your worst, best story. I love him so much. He's just such a great dude. You know what I'm saying? And I'm big on energy and vibe. And mm -hmm. every time I'm around him, I mean, it's nothing but love. And I just appreciate, See? you know, every time. I had every to try. Time, I, had no, to try. I See, would never, this, 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 never. That, when, when it's great energy, it's a great vibe. I would never. It was the best of times, yeah. truly. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome with this guy. Yeah. He's yeah. a Hall of Famer. T-Mac, yes, thank sir. you very much. Well, thank you. Thank you. And watch, watch the special, uh, the four-part documentary series, Bonded by Ball. It's on Showtime. It's about the Ones Basketball League. You don't want to miss it. Well, folks, that's going to do it. The Dolphins are in the jacuzzi. The money's in the safe. The goldfish is in the bowl.
The early bird got the worm. And the worm got the bird back. No, it didn't. Well, sometimes it does. Not, it never happens like Mint that. It has happened before. I've never seen a I have worm get a bird? Absolutely, it has happened. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.